Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for May 10th, 2019. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. All right, tomorrow night is a big, big UFC show. It's UFC 237 at the Jeunesse Arena in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Now, on this show here, we've got a total of four women's fights. So the big one, as I think we're all aware, the big one is uh, Rose Namahunas defending her UFC strawweight championship against Jessica Andrade. All right. Now, uh, Jessica is the um, betting favorite right now. And some people are looking at it and they're saying, well, they're underestimating Rose and stuff like that. Not sure if they're doing that or not. I, I think that it's actually a bit of a toss-up for me. Um, you know, Rose uh, uh, beat Joanna uh, Andrzejczyk, Joanna uh, Champion. She beat her twice. Okay, and um, I think those wins have more to do with Joanna uh, becoming more of a points fighter than she was before. Like. She hasn't finished a fight in a long time, and I think that's part of the problem. She, maybe she ain't who she used to be. She's a different fighter when she beat Jessica a couple of years ago. Okay, Jessica is probably a better fighter today than she was back then. Okay, There's also the whole thing about home field advantage, and in this case, I think there is something to it, because Jessica was talking about uh, uh, on the um, uh, UFC Embedded that... Um, this is the first fight that she's had uh, in the UFC where she hasn't had to get on a plane, okay? And, you know, she's at home. She's just a lot more relaxed, you know, in that, in that situation. So I think there is something to that. Okay, so let's look at the pros and cons here. So with Rose, uh, I think she, uh, in her early days when she was in the UFC, um, she just wasn't ready, okay? But I think uh, uh, moving to Colorado and getting together with Trevor Whitman has really, really helped her. And I think that's the number one key to this fight is what kind of strategy is Trevor Whitman going to come up with for Rose, all right? And will she be able to, uh, to use that strategy? Because the main thing about Jessica that's very important is that she is relentless. She will come forward, come forward, come forward. She'll never go back. She just doesn't do that. And the other thing is that she's a hard puncher. Okay, she punches harder than anybody Rose's face. She's a harder puncher than uh, um, Joanna, I'll tell you that much. And she also has uh, ground skills as well. Because, uh, her, you know, she's had several times she's uh, used uh, the guillotine as a submission. So, you know, I, I think either of them can finish the fight, even though I think that it's, it's more likely that Jessica lands a really hard shot and that could finish it. But, um, you know, Rose, uh, it depends on the strategy that Trevor Whitman gives her. If, if, her st if the strategy he gives her is to keep away from Jessica, that's different than if he has Rose be more aggressive. So we just have to wait and see, I think, to, to see 
exactly uh, what kind of style Rose fights because uh, she has a couple of ways she can go here. Uh, but um, uh, I, you know, I can't say, uh, I can't say, I, I think uh, Jessica has been five rounds before, so I don't think that bothers her. And Rose has been five rounds before. The question is, can she take the constant pressure of Jessica? So, you know, we'll have to wait and see. I, I, I'm not really favoring one over the other, to be honest. Okay, now, we have three other women's fights on the show. They're all on the prelims. Uh, the first one is at uh, bantamweight. It is Irene Aldana versus Betch Correa. And uh, the first thing I got to tell you is Betch missed weight really badly this morning. At, she came in at 141 pounds. And uh, the fight is still going on. Uh, she's giving up 30% of the purse to uh, Irene. Um, don't much care for this fight, okay? You're basically dealing with two mediocre points fighters. Now, the interesting thing about uh, Betch is we haven't seen her in, over, in about two years. Last time she fought, I believe, was June 2017. And she has had, I think, three eye surgeries. I think she had one a few years ago, and then she's had two more recently. And there was even some talk about possible retirement. And, uh, uh, I'm, you know, I don't like her as a fighter. I think that she's ineffective. But the problem is that Irina Aldana, who, of course, is a Mexican fighter, and uh, she's uh, teammates with uh, Alexa Grasso, is as ineffective as Betts. So they're both not very good. So what am I expecting from this fight? Because Betts hasn't been in the cage for two years, who the hell knows what she's going to be like? Okay? And she wasn't any good to begin with, right? And, you know, if they're, who they, who, if they're who they're supposed to be, I would expect three rounds of light sparring <laughs> followed by a possible split decision because I don't think either of these two are any good. You know, I guess that's the bottom line on the whole thing, okay? All right, the uh, third fight... We've got two. The other two fights that we have uh, are on are both Brazilians. Are all with Brazilians. So, first of all, uh, the first fight was supposed to be uh, where is it here? It was supposed to be Luana Carolina versus the Chinese fighter uh, Wanan Yu. All right, and Wanan Yu dropped out, and the new opponent is Priscilla Cachoeira, who, uh, well, we'll get into her in a second. Um, this is at flyweight. Uh, Luana Carolina is, has a 5-1 record. She uh, was in the um, Dana White Contender Series, the Brazilian edition, last year. Uh, don't think she's anything special. What I found in general about those, uh, the fighters that were on the Brazilian edition of the, uh, um, of the uh, Dana White Contender Series is that they're probably not UFC caliber fighters, okay? And, and I don't think Luana is any different. Priscilla, we've seen her a couple of times already, and, and you know, she has, you know, we saw her a couple of months ago, and she's not very good, I'm afraid. She lost, she's lost both her fights in the UFC, and, um, you know, she's filling in uh, late notice, so that kind of, you know, there's points 
she gets points for that, you might say, brownie points. Doesn't mean she's going to win the fight. Uh, again, I don't see this as a high-caliber high fight. I see it as a low-caliber fight, and I have no idea who will win it because I don't know enough about uh, Luana to, to be able to tell you. Okay, the other one is going to kick off the early prelims, which uh, in Canada air here on UFC Fight Pass, and in the U.S. Uh, they air on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, originally, the fight was supposed to be... Now, this is supposed to be... This is at uh, Bantamweight. The original fight was supposed to be Talita Bernardo versus Jessica Rose Clark. And then uh, Jessica had to pull out due to injury. Uh, she tore uh, ligaments in her right foot. And she was replaced by uh, UFC newcomer Melissa Gatto, who is uh, uh, another Brazilian. And we got word earlier this week that she had to drop out. And we now have in this fight... Viviani Araujo. Okay, so the notable thing about this is Viviani Araujo is not a bantamweight. She's a strawweight. So uh, her record is 6-1. and one. Um, She actually, I saw her in Pancrase. She, uh, won, uh, she won two fights in Pancrase. She beat uh, Ayaka Miura, and then, at, and then her second fight, she beat Emi Fujino. So... Uh, Apparently, she's a pretty good fighter. She's 31 years old. Uh, but, like I said, she's fighting at, um, at bantamweight here, and she's normally a strawweight. And that, I guess it falls under the category as some fighters will do whatever the hell they have to do to get into the UFC. Now, fortunately for Viviani, Talita Bernardo is awful. She's a terrible fighter. She... Um, you know, she, we've seen her a couple of times. I think she's actually one and two in the UFC. But, um, uh, so she actually won a fight in the UFC. She, I think it was her last, she beat Sarah Morris. <laughs> Unanimous decision. But in her other two fights, she lost to uh, uh, Marion Renault and um, Irene Aldana. Like, look what it took for to have... You know, look what it took for them to have Irene Aldana win a fight. She had to face somebody who was so bad that she could beat her. So, you know, uh, she's really bad. So even with the, you know, obvious advantage of, of being a, a bantamweight, uh, I don't favor her in this fight because I don't think she's any damn good. Okay, so I'm looking for Viviani to come out and, and beat her. You know, maybe, maybe that won't happen. I don't know. But um, it wouldn't surprise me if it did. She, this girl, Talita, is really, really bad, okay? Anyways, so that's tomorrow night on pay-per-view. Uh, again, in the U.S., if you're, uh, you have ESPN+, Plus, and I think now you can order it through the ESPN app as well, uh, you'll be able to uh, do it. In Canada, it's on traditional pay-per-view. Uh, you could also order it through... Um, um, UFC Fight Pass, um, but that's probably, I'll have to get it through cable, I would imagine. Okay, so I'll be back on Sunday with all four of these fight videos, and hopefully they're all good fights. I hope, I hope, I hope. Now, we have one uh, fight announcement, okay, and this is for the Dana White Contender Series on August 20th. Nicole uh, DeSegni, I think, I don't know how you pronounce it, but anyway, she posted on her Instagram that she will face Mallory Martin on the August 20 
uh, Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series, this fight will be at strawweight. Now, look, you know how that Dana White Contender Series works, right? Um, the fighters are competing for a UFC contract against all the fighters on that night's show. So most of the fights tend to be mismatches. Uh, you never know, right? Now, McCall is 31 years old. She's from Rome, Italy, but she trains at Jackson Wink in New Mexico. Her record is 7-2 and two in Europe. Probably her biggest win to date was over Corey McKenna by split decision in Cage Warrior last, last September. Now, she's interesting because she also models as Eden Von Hell for a company called Suicide Girl. So, you know, and she, she's been modeling for a long time. Like, she's 31 years old, right? And um, she's been modeling for several years, like for 10 years. So, uh, um, I mean, she has an exotic look, which is, I, you know, you don't really see, see them looking for that in pro wrestlers, but not always in MMA fighters. Now, McCall was supposed to fight for LFA a couple of years ago, but it never happened. She... Either she dropped out or deal fell through or whatever. Now, Mallory is 25 years old from Denver, and it looks like she trains at uh, uh, 303 in Denver uh, with Trevor Whitman and Rose Namahunas. So we know that she gets, has good training. Now, see, she, her record is 4-2, and two, and she's 2-1 and one in the UF in Invicta. Now, her last fight was a win over Ashley Nichols in Invicta, September 2018. Now, her losses were to Macy Barber and Sunna David's daughter. <laughs> so, you know, uh, she's fought top competition. So the, the thing about McCall is this might be kind of a setup to, to you know, get her a contract. But I don't, I don't know how good she is because I haven't seen her. I haven't seen her. So both have faced decent competition. And I guess the thing about McCall is she has sex appeal and an exotic look. So... That's kind of important in, uh, in uh, women's MMA. Okay, before we uh, end up on today, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, an interv a Japanese interview I saw with uh, Kyrie Sane a few days ago. Uh, uh, in the interview, which she did with a uh, Twitter uh, account known as Daisy Funk, whatever her real name is, um, uh, the interviewer asked her several uh, uh, questions. She asked... Uh, Kyrie, uh, when she knew she was going up to SmackDown, and she says that uh, she was told the day before WrestleMania. Uh, so it was after the uh, TakeOver show. And um, uh, she was asked about teaming with Asuka and that sort of thing, and also working with Paige. Um, she says, of course, and this is true, she, she has never really worked with Asuka. They did not work together ever in Japan because Asuka never worked for stardom. And uh, Kyrie, for the most part, worked exclusively for stardom. And so uh, uh, she, the only time she's ever been in the ring with her was at the, um, the uh, WrestleMania Battle Royal. But other than that, she's never worked with Asuka. So, I mean, when you consider that they don't even really know each other that well, <laughs> they've looked pretty smooth so far. And also, she's really excited about working with Paige, who uh, she feels can uh, help both of them out a lot. Um, uh, with the, you know, talking for them and stuff like that. So what she's hoping is that they'll win the tag team titles uh, at Money in the Bank, because obviously they're probably going to challenge for that. And then um, 
at the end of June, um, there's going to be a, a WWE is going to Japan, and she would like to defend the tag team titles uh, in front of her home fans in Japan. And if they win the titles, I would assume they would do that. Asuka is already scheduled to go on that tour. Okay, so if they win the titles, I would imagine that they would add Kyrie to that and they would defend the titles there. Okay, now uh, she uh, asked uh, she asked uh, Kyrie about some other things, including uh, uh, what it's uh, how she gets along, and she says it's been great because uh, uh, you know she uh, uh, everybody's been nice to her and, and all that sort of thing. Um, she told a story about. Uh, uh, you know, she was at the she was uh, during the day at the SmackDown show, hanging out near near ringside, just just checking it out. You know, just looking around, and uh, suddenly she gets a tap on her shoulder, and she turns around, and it's Randy Orton, and Randy Orton tells her that he likes her finisher, that he enjoys it. He said, "How do you do it without hurting yourself?" And so she she of course laughs, and and. AJ Styles has even told her that asked her if he could she he could borrow the move from her and um, AJ actually speaks a little Japanese because he spent quite a bit of time in Japan so she, he's she's met him before. Um, she also uh, says that um, uh, Roman Reigns, uh, Ric Flair, and Paul Heyman have been very kind to her, and of course Big E, who uh, she says really makes her makes her laugh. Uh, she was asked about her. Uh, diet, and uh, she says that she does not like American food. It's too salty and oily. So what she does at home is she goes to Japanese supermarkets uh, or or Asian supermarkets, and she uh, buy makes all her own meals. When she's on the road, it's a little more difficult because uh, she has to try and find either a good sushi joint or uh, Thai food. And uh, she says she does not eat junk food whatsoever. You know, she's very serious about staying in shape and no junk food for Kyrie. Okay. Uh, then um, she was asked about uh, uh, next year's uh, WrestleMania, the whole business of the fact that the uh, arena, the stadium in Tampa, has a whole pirate theme there. And she kind of laughed about that. She says, that, and they did mention her at the press conference when they announced this. And she said, well, uh, she's a, she would like uh, Kyrie Mania to become a thing. There's a hashtag, Kyrie Mania, which relates to this. And so uh, she's hoping that uh, next year, at next year's WrestleMania, she will have um, you know, a big entrance, a pirate-themed entrance, and then she'll have a title match. So uh, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if that happened. I actually think she'll be, she has a lot of appeal and, uh, you know, with, with Kyrie, she is extremely expressive. And she'll, you know, she has the big finisher. She's expressive. And uh, already fans really, really enjoy her work. Anyway, that was an interview she did a few days ago. Anyway, that's it for today. Be back on Sunday with the UFC fights. Um, you can, uh, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. If you have any questions or comments, you can, uh, you can um, leave a message on uh, Anchor's voicemail. And if you would like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at Google Podcasts. Um, uh, uh, 
iTunes and Spotify. Have a good week, and we'll talk to you later.